<laughs> All right, here we are. Here we are. Podcast number Two Wheels to Freedom. Podcast number ninety-eight. We're we're uh, we're closing in on a hundred, Nick. What do you think about that? I'm excited. I'm not, but I'm hearing two of you. One on YouTube, but two on this one. Are you good now? Hello, hello. Let me are see. You, are you good now? Or do you still have an echo? Still got an echo. <laughs> it's not showing up on YouTube, but uh, I'm easily distracted enough. So if I hear two of you, it's going to be tough. Um, I'll change from uh, live output. Is that better? Can you hear Say me? Something. Is that better now? A little. You kind of sound like a robot now, though. What happened to Motoko? They popped up as an option for like two seconds, and then they disappeared. I don't know. They heard three of you. Hold on. Let me see. <clears throat> uh, network. There we go. We can add them in. They're in the... Oh, what's up? Hold on. And then Nobody there were four can... of us. Nobody can hear you live, I don't think yet. Let me put let me patch you guys in. We were just doing the intro. Talk about what's going on here. So let me add your frame to uh our little scene here. Um number ninety eight, Nick, did you think we'd make it this far? Of course. You did not. <laughs> I didn't know which <laughs> one we were on. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's Clint. It's always me. You sound like a robot, Clint. You know, everybody likes listening to me bitch about the fucking sound. <laughs> it's good on YouTube, but it's hard to listen to here. Uh, and we've been talking for an hour, guys. We've been like prepping, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh when things go wrong. I get yelled at by Clint. Well, you guys, can you guys hear each other normal? Yeah. Well, we're I can together. hear them good. Yeah. Oh, here's why. Got now it. How. Now how is it? Perfect. Yeah, there you go. It's good. See, guys, eventually I figure it out. <laughs> It's only taken three years to get to this point. Hey, right. 98, 98 podcasts. Well, you figured it out. That's all that matters. That's right. Um, yeah, as always, we're brought to you by Stroker Industries. Uh, you can get the trigger for your gas can so you don't spill everywhere. That's strokerindustries.com. Canvas MX. You can get 10% uh, off of your order. Uh, if you use the code FMXEs10 and boysen.com, um, we don't have a discount code with them yet, but you know. Yet. So, what's up, guys? You guys are live now in front of everybody. Yeah. Well, man, in, in, the, uh, in the editing den or the, the some would call it a man cave, I guess. <laughs> in the lab? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. the lab. The lab. I don't know if a bunch of computers is considered a man cave. 
It's, uh, it's one computer. Yep. Computer, <laughs> two screens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're the big time, you know? In the backyard of my house. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you don't see. It's behind the garage. Is that where all of us are right now? Yeah, we used to both work uh, in this space. It's about uh, 72 square feet, let's say. Yeah, And then uh, I ended up moving my stuff uh, inside my house. So that way we're separated. You know, we're getting into too many arguments and all that good stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's easier to do dad life when you're in the house with, with your kid, you know? And it's easier to be single. I don't, I don't have to have a kid. <laughs> we have the same dynamic here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Mine got they're they're on they're moving too much, so I got to lock them out now. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah. See, he doesn't have that problem. Yeah, he can't walk, but just wait. Man. They interrupt and Clint gets pissed. And dude, it's coming. They would burst into the room at the highest volume ever, <laughs> like and like That's the highest kid. pitch. And I'm just like, what is that? And it's like, just, ah! I'm like holy shit. <laughs> There's no, like, you just know, wait, dude. They're coming. Well, you know that at the time, especially we had like 10 listeners. They had some headphones on maybe. And next thing you know, it was just screeching child in their ears. <laughs> yeah. Well, Isaac, no. Isaac had a wig. He was ready to bust in on this podcast today. And I'm like, no, because there's already... Four of us. That's enough right there to we'll try. We'll allow fucking... it with a wig. Huh? We'll allow it with well if now he he's has a wig, half we'll passed out. We'll I already out. shot him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna roll your guys um trailer here for everyone. All right. Do I sweetheart, you know? <laughs> All right, we are back. There we All go. of us. I think everybody should be able to see us now. I was just warning yeah. you guys. And we came right us. back to you calling Tom P a sweetheart. Yes. No. <laughs> he he's we never a, said that. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> he's very nice. I didn't realize he liked to talk so much. Nah. Tom, yo, come on. <laughs> <laughs> then I had him on the podcast and I was like, whoa, we barely, we just like would give him subjects and then he would go. Sounds like Tom. <laughs> oh, that's what makes him. That's what, that's what makes him awesome, though. You know, he's just—he'll talk to anybody, and he'll just give. You know, he gives everybody you know equal amount of attention. It's it's uh it's pretty cool. We we uh have known him for I don't know five years, six years, or whatever. But this year, making this is Moto, we spent a lot of time with him. And then Clint, as you know, he came with us to all of our like east coast premieres so we spent even more time with turtle tom and uh, <laughs> uh he's, he's a good dude man he means well for sure uh so when you guys made the actual videos what did you go and camp out like Akatio and all that stuff or no we get we get hotels um every night so uh like his segment was done all across uh utah so um we got a hotel every night we're not really we we used to do the camping thing but it's it's just it's so nice to be able to go home reset or not go home but go to a hotel reset shower charge all our all our shit and uh just get ready for the next day which is usually an early morning you know so Van uh, bro oh no thank you it's more convenient (laughs) 
camp on spot, so it, it's more miserable, if that makes sense. We used to, I mean, the first six years or seven years that we were making the moto movies, we'd be in a motorhome, and uh, we spent, like, you know, over a month at a time in the motorhome every once in a while, and it's just, like, it just adds for long days, so we figured if we were going to keep going, we'll, uh, we'll go the hotel route, and it, it costs... Probably about the same because a motorhome gets like six and a half miles to the gallon, you know, versus a Sprinter van getting 20. But did you so. cook all your own food in the RV? We cooked a lot. Yeah, yeah we cooked That's a lot. That's where you save the extra money. Yeah, but it's yeah. so much work. I'll gladly <laughs> pay. <laughs> you know, you wake up at sunrise, let's say, or ideally you wake up at sunrise, you film, and then like middle of the day you take your break kind of reset all that good stuff and then you film till dark and then you have to redo you know or offload all your footage and charge all the batteries and then cook too rather than just going out and or now we have uber eats or whatever delivery service you want so it's it's amazing you know but it it, it is more expensive for sure they don't have uh uber eats at caneville utah though <laughs> not yet no no what they have is a pretty cool motel, actually, really cool motel, and then a one restaurant and one gas station, and all of the people that live in the town trade off. Like, so they'll be serving one day at the restaurant, and then they'll be working the next day at the gas station or at the hotel or whatever. It's a, it's a trip. You, we we uh, we get to stay in some really interesting places. Have you boys been there? Have you guys been to Kingville? No, I haven't. No. Yeah, it's a trip. You're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool. It's 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 pretty cool. Hopefully one day you get the opportunity to go. Yeah, that's the only thing. Now being older, I'm like, if something were to happen, it's so far away to anything. Look <laughs> <laughs> how mature he is. Welcome to our filming life out there. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's intimidating a bit just because you know, Tom is incredibly good at being precise and not doing anything that he's uncomfortable with. Um, but at the end of the day, all of the stuff he does in the segment, which is some, some really gnarly stuff yeah. is, is comfortable with. So, you know, there's always, there's always something that could go wrong and we've been really fortunate in that manner, but um, it's pretty scary to be out there for sure. If people like to say that it's weird, like it's, like he's a good enough rider that going there and riding that stuff is not that crazy. It is crazy, but he's just yeah. guys like that and him and Raha and, you know, Jimmy Hill and all those dudes Renner, yeah. are so good at riding. They've gotten themselves to a position where going and riding that stuff is not that crazy. And I try to explain that to people and they don't really, you know, they think that anybody just jumps on a bike for the first time and just holds it wide open in the dunes. You know, yeah. I'm like, eh, yeah, those people don't ride for very long. No, no. Right. And when you're standing on top of one of those cliffs that he, uh, uh, one of those drops that he hits, I mean, some of them, well, there's two of them, both of them are ridiculous, you know, and, yeah. and you're standing up there playing it. And, and the one in particular, like, dude, I don't even know if we want to watch him do this. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, he's our friend and he, and he could die, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to see this, but, and the fact that he's so casual and not just him, any of those riders, you know, they're just so like, 
it's they, they they almost know ahead of time you know that it's mapped out and the danger is like even though the danger is extreme they're super casual about it right? yeah yeah i'll just drop off of this cliff and you know blah 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 that's how you so, have to know. be like i forced myself to be more calm as well just because otherwise you'll freak yourself out you know i know i would have so i was just like okay <laughs> just stay as calm as possible all the time even though inside you're like ah <laughs> you gotta be but you also gotta be like all right these guys are taping so if i eat shit it better get on tape <laughs> like super high quality yeah uh when we used to work uh for moto the movie like the one time we were out at caneville for example i mean we filmed everything the very first time and it was like I don't know. It was just different. Like it was like, we only have one shot for them to do this drop or whatever it is. High pressure. Yeah. It was very high pressure. And, uh, this last time going out there with Tom, like he almost hit everything first before we even turned the camera on. And it was, uh, that was the way to go. I mean, it's more dangerous for him because he's doing it, you know, but he at least got really comfortable at it. And, uh, I think it showed in his segment, you know, and we'll run, essentially. Yeah. Dude, hundred percent. If I was him, I would have done the same thing. Run out there before you guys got set up and hit everything and at least have it kind of like worked out so that when you guys show up, he doesn't, you know, crash or whatever. He's ready to start yeah. throwing some tricks. The other thing right. I would imagine it works for everybody probably the similarly. If I ride something and then go away from it, when I go back to ride it, like I'm better. The very first time I hit something, it's hard to like really ride it well. I need to go away and like compute it and then come back and ride it again. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like anything, you know, shit, even when I'm editing, it's like some days I just get frustrated and, and then I have to leave. <laughs> wow, how, how did I not figure that out, you know, or, or anything, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So we would always be there with him um, when you would test stuff out, but it was just, it was just such a casual environment that, that we tried to tried to have with him and, and we like we said earlier he, he were he he's a friend of ours now and we know how he works and tom he's very calculated so i mean we'll be looking at you know a, a cliff that he wants to uh you know get upside down on him and he'll hit it 20 times you know and at, when before when we're waiting you're like waiting for that shot right we're waiting for for him to, to just to just get the shot and move on and we realized that that wasn't really the way that uh you know certain guys function like tom for instance like chris foster he just sends it for some reason you know he's he's, he's an animal but tom's a calculated dude and so you know he'll hit it 15 times and then all of a sudden the 16th time he goes upside down and you're like wow all right, now it's time to start filming, you know? And, and I think it just created a really good dynamic. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's nice to see like it be casual, but serious. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, you could tell he really likes putting in video parts. He mm-hmm. gets his part of, of the sport right now. And that's what yep. it is. And I mean, honestly, if you think about it, he's helping push the free riding segment of this sport, a hundred percent. Like there's only a couple guys, Foster, uh, Raha, you know, Vinny Carbone, obviously like he doesn't get the press, but he's like pushing it as far as like underground, uh, Twitch, 
and then Tom. Who else right. is pushing free riding? You know, uh, what's his name? Bradley Slums has got his own deal with the fucking base jump, but you know, <laughs> you know, uh, those are the guys pushing free riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's very, there's very few, and, and yeah, Tom's one of those. If if not, I mean, I would say he's in the top three. You know, as yeah. far as Raha, Axel, oh yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. I forgot Axel and Beerman. Yeah, and Barry. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, so there's five really solid dudes yeah. that could show up and blow your mind. Any, any but way. I feel like it's bigger than ever almost right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it is pretty big. You know, uh, free rides. I don't know. There, there's a lot of guys actually making money free riding, right? Which yeah. never used to be a thing. Exactly. It may not be a lot of them, but they're making money nonetheless. Yeah. The levels. It was 0.0 before. So yeah. if anybody's making a living at it, you know what I mean? It's good. I would say that Twitch would be the first person that probably yeah. transitioned into like a big enough name where he was getting sponsors just to, he wasn't riding any shows at the time and he was just free riding and still getting paid, you know, but now there's yeah. a handful of guys doing it. Yeah. Can you imagine if like, you know, I was pretty young. Uh, but like the Ronnie Renner like free ride tour that they used to do, you know, like yeah. that something like that now uh, would be crazy. Uh, yeah, it would it, be way it, bigger. Oh, it's at such a different level. I mean, it's at a lot scarier level in, in a lot of ways. But yeah, it would be uh, it would be totally different. It was it was like the you were like the rebel of freestyle when he went and did it back then but now it's like the new age of freestyle in a way i mean that was everybody's goal there just wasn't an avenue to make money and i'm sure uh it's funny that it just has changed they get i guess sponsor money because they put out such good content that gets good views where yeah. it wasn't you know that didn't happen before so that's why there was no avenue that way like they're just figuring it out i'm right. sure some of the guys i guess nobody's really really built their own channel up huge but if somebody built up a big free ride channel like the, that's what the viewing was supposed to be i suppose um mm -hmm. but uh like i haven't seen anything by them but if, but if somebody really jumped on that and started pushing it real hard i would imagine they could make good money off their youtubes you know, I guess Axel doesn't push his own. You get uh, a guy like Buttery, Connor Erickson. Right? He's not a free rider by any means, but he is a, let's call him an influencer, yeah. right? And he's making money off of mainly his apparel, you know, from his uh, from YouTube. And then you look at Axel Hodges. I mean, yeah, any video he now. puts out, it's you're talking a lot of views, but it's monster behind it. That's you know? what I was going to yeah. say, but I guess he does the vlogs are his own. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. So that's, he's probably making that thing. Once you get to the monetization size, which we're nowhere near it yet, we're at three fifty basically, you need a thousand, uh, followers. And then, um, which moto pimps just told me this, like uh, 4,000 hours viewed in a year or something like that which okay i'm almost to that lifetime uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's really i think back in the day there used to be a lot more money in youtube like and there still is but it's it's pennies considering what it used to be 
you know, like I think they say, well, if you, if you meet all the qualifications, which like we at the Motoco, like we do because we have, you know, our trailers and our videos and segments that we release and stuff. Uh, but it's like every, it's like three to $5 every thousand mm-hmm. views. Right. And if you really add that up, it's like, it's not that you know, you're not making a living solely off of YouTube unless you have just millions of views yeah. all the time. You know? Yeah. You gotta be so, something other than a motocross fucking oriented something or other. Like just talk yeah. about random bullshit, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you bring you would bring in uh, you know, pro uh, sponsored products or companies pay you to have this in your blog. You know, there's other ways to make money off of it, but it's a weird one. I I think it changed though a little bit in recent years. Yeah, yeah, and Axel has Axel definitely he has monster, but like he's a bad dude too though. You know, like I think it's been pretty cool to see how because it was easy to make that excuse before, like oh you know a monster, monster, his brother, his dirt shark, blah blah blah. But then now it's like, well he's just badass yeah you know he, he, he the, the kid just sends it it's crazy so it's pretty cool to see yeah no he's got awesome style i i posted a video about that alley-oop he did yeah yeah and, what did you think uh-huh what do you think about it i think it's awesome i actually thought that a long ass time ago but like i can't even do regular whips so fucking i'm obviously not the guy <laughs> <laughs> so uh it never happened you know but uh right. like i got shit from um a little bit of shit from clinton moore like he doesn't do alley-oops and i'm like if you want to talk traditional bmx alley-oop that's it versus i know what they're doing is way gnarlier but it's like some kind of yeah i mean regardless regardless what whether it was a real alley-oop or not it was still badass oh yeah big ass balls yeah and you gotta respect that yeah you know like and he's got a way of making it look i it has a i hate to use like kids these days use the word like keys you know whatever like he just looks good. It doesn't, nothing yeah. looks, you know, he's just got such good style that that was part of the reason that thing looked so sick was, was that it, it just looked good. Here's and the was- thing though. Think about it. If you're Clinton Moore and you're doing mm-hmm. an alley-oop seven fucking 20 and this kid comes yeah. out and gets all this press yeah. with what seems like so standard to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but be, you say something too. But yeah, it's, it's different. What he yeah. did was was so all much over, bigger. Well, not all over. Yeah. It was bigger. Yeah, it was smooth. It was like he greased it. Like it was a real. It's a totally what you'd different see on a quarter thing, pipe. Though. It's a totally different thing. That's why it was smoother. You know what I mean? It's just totally different. I think it's bigger. Yeah, it was like, it was like Clinton's was is like freestyle and. Axel's was more free riding, kind of, with them, but but both being on a ramp, I guess. You know, it's they're well, both sick. That's the question. If they go to X Games this summer, and there's a quarter pipe best trick contest, and they both do those tricks, even though Axel's trick is newer, the other one should still beat it, in my opinion. Why? Why? Because it's way more technical. Who Clinton's? Yeah, and is he doing that on a on a quarter pipe like that? 
Well, or is it more 18 foot? But I mean, here's a, another thing. Are they going to change the quarter pipe from 12 to 18? Cause Axel now has a fucking alley-oop off it. Well, that's what I'm saying. What's it? <laughs> can you do your trick on that bigger ramp on the bigger setup? He said you wouldn't be able to do it because um, it'd be hard to control the rotation. I know. That's where you get into the shit talk. But you can't just all of a sudden go, hey, guess what? And switch up the whole setup on somebody that's been doing it off the setup provided. Maybe you can. Axel should have to do the alley-oop on the smaller one, right? I don't think it'd look as cool. Do you think Axel would actually – would he do the best trick? Like, I I think – well, I don't know, maybe. But I feel like he's pretty good at staying in his lane a little bit. You know, yeah, like... Quarter pipe best trick with that trick, even though I, I think um, theoretically it's a hard sell for me. I think that it would still do well, and why not throw it into the arena? Are they even... Would they even have that be a thing? Because we're going to have two dudes competing in it? No, you know what I mean? Like, you have Pages. You got a bunch of. Oh yeah, I forgot about Tom. Yeah. yeah, you can do. It. There's a bunch of guys that can play. And, and, I feel and like Mike. Axel's the but one who's taking it. Like players, you know. Like I feel like it's. But his was like smooth. Where the other guys are all kind of like not a flat landing, but the more, you know, you don't have to grease it. And I feel like yeah. everybody's game is going to step up to step up to that next level. Yeah, but yeah, because the giving up. Well, they're spinning so fast. Like, how do you expect them? That's like saying that. Your front flip sucks because you don't land as smooth as a back flip. It's never, I know, but that's it's never gonna I think fucking that's progression. land as smooth as a like, back flip. Like look at BMX. Like they used to do more like landing hard know, tricks and then they started yeah. greasing it. Yeah, true. Dude, speaking of that, did uh Clint, did you or both of you guys, did you watch the X game uh, the Winter X snow bike best trick? Yes. Yeah. We Dude. actually live streamed it on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, the I thought it was a lot easier to flip one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Had them cut down, dude. Like they were just like Brett Turcott. What did he crash twice in a row or three times in a row on it? Almost. Oh, it was rough. Like they couldn't even hardly flip. Because yeah, I mean, they're not, like, dude, it yeah. was crazy. People have flipped them though. Right? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, I. I don't know what the deal was. I know we talked to Hasselam last year and I think he said that, um, you know, on a dirt bike, you'll wait and just pin it real hard at the end and it'll rip you around. And he said that they don't like, they don't pull like that. Oh man. Cause it was, yeah, it was gnarly. Just especially guys like to see like Turcot. I mean, he's, he flips the sled obviously super easily. So it was, uh, to see him just weed himself like that. But those things look so awkward to land on, to land. Yeah. yeah. And that landing looked kind of fucked. They yeah, like, had like, like a soft. double knuckle and then it looked soft when they came up after the snowmobiles. Yeah. They fluffed it up, I think. So, cause they knew they were about to get gnar. Yeah. Yeah. So, landing back in the day when he almost died they were that, hosing it down yeah that was Dude, nice. it almost died it was ice it was pure ice <laughs> that sucks yeah <laughs> so how did you what's your guys um relation in like moto like how are you guys how'd you get into moto did you ride when you were young you're laughing yeah we still do yeah, yeah we ride every weekend uh yeah we i mean we're 
we're in a really cool position because we don't like it was just our dreams to end up in the motocross industry, you know, and I guess we're, we're there. Let's say that we are right. Yeah. But we're still kind of like undercover, which is really cool. Um, yeah. We just, I, we both grew up riding. We got our, uh, we met actually, uh, it was my junior year of high school. It was my first job at uh, cycle gear. Uh, Jason worked there and that's how we met. Um, and then we were college roommates after that and kind of just like strung each other along through different jobs and, and stuff like that. And then uh, Jason started working for Taylor Congdon, uh, who, you know, used to do the mode of the movie series. Um, and it just kind of escalated from there. We just, I mean, it literally like fell into our laps in a way. Um, Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I guess, yeah, it didn't really, right? Because you, <laughs> you, you, so, you made the opportunities. Yeah. Did you guys, did you go to school for film? Uh, I went to school for photography. Um, up until like three and a half years ago, I, I hadn't even ever really filmed anything besides a wedding video for somebody. And uh, so I was a photographer. Uh, you can explain your, your yeah, side. Yeah, I was, I'm a business guy essentially turns... I'm still a business guy. Obviously, this whole thing is a business, but uh, Dom has helped me learn how to film, you know, the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, I'm like business guy turned filmer uh, and uh, it's worked out. Yeah. You know, I kind of like when I used to go on all the film shoots with uh, Taylor Congdon and we'd have like guys like Stephen Hogelstein come out or yeah, photographers or whoever it was, you know, Wes Williams and uh, I'm there like kind of being a little, being the bitch boy, I guess you could say, right? Like I was literally back in the motorhome, dude, I was cooking the meals for everyone, right? And getting all the food and stuff and I would run around with like a, a GoPro at the time, right? And try to get like shots here and there, but that wasn't my job. Even though like I wanted to do it, I guess. And uh, so about, I think it was Moto9, uh, Taylor Congdon tore his rotator cuff. And so he couldn't even go on the film shoots because he had to have surgery and he couldn't lift the cameras and this and that. And uh, it was literally like, we just learned how to do it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Dom, Dom is definitely like knows a lot more about photography and videography and how to work the cameras and editing and all that stuff. And there wouldn't even be, we wouldn't be talking without that. Um, and I'm more so there to, I'm like the secondary camera guy now, you know, and it's, uh, it's awesome because one thing I learned is if you have like a, we talked to Dean Wilson, actually, he was a perfect example. He had a Lululemon shoot, right. And they had like, 15 guys show up to Glen Helen and it was just supposed to be a, a quick little shoot and they had their directors and the producers and they had guys that their job was very easy up surrounding cover the directors. So they were out of this, out of the sun and this and that. And then you watch them film and they're filming. They, they don't know what motocross is, right? They don't know what looks cool. They're filming like the outside of a corner, right? Versus, you know, you just, if yeah. you if you buy you know what looks cool and you have the eye for it right so really like the missing piece for me was just learning how to use the cameras and uh so yeah worked out now it's just us so it's cool awesome yeah, yeah that's what unions do right <laughs> yes no, really. you know and it's just it's outrageous you know because we could have done uh 
the similar, if not better job within two hours of time. I mean, we, and just us too, we got the short end of the stick with Dean Wilson's shoot for this is moto. We filmed that whole segment in one day, cut down in probably less than two hours of filming. Yeah. It was like 45 minutes of riding. Yeah. Really? So yeah, yeah you spend two and a half weeks with Tom Parsons. <clears throat> 45 minutes with Dean Wilson, right? So, and it wasn't, it wasn't to Dean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Dean's uh, yeah, fault. It was weather, and he had to go do some other obligations. And then he blew out a rear wheel. So, if you actually watch the segment and look at his rear wheel, it's a KTM rear wheel because they were uh, all the uh, Baker boys were out there at uh, Spider MX that day. Um, so, yeah, he blew out a, a rear wheel and, and went to, I don't even remember who it was, but anyway, got a KTM wheel. <laughs> So so that took a moto out and then they yeah fit? rain they fit what yeah they say you know they're the same bike <laughs> cool yeah. anyway yeah it's a uh, the there's a big contrast obviously between you know spending time like Tom or with Tom you know versus that but the Dean one was actually kind of cool because he was just really open you know like he. Uh, he's always like the funny guy and that's what everybody sees him as. But and when we, you know, showed up, we we're just kind of like, Hey, we had the opportunity this year to be able to just kind of ask every rider, Hey, like what, what do you, what story do you want to tell? You know, what do you want people to see? And for Dean, he was like, I just want, I want people to know how gnarly the sport is I'm like, sure, bring it on. So in his interview, you know, he, he was real honest about it and uh, just a real stark contrast to what he usually says. So, it was my man. It was pretty cool to see uh, <laughs> to see that, um, and luckily for us, it really brought the segment together as well. Because you know, forty-five minutes of riding is just not enough, right? Yeah. So moving forward, like into future projects, like that's just we learned that we can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't just film a segment in one day or half a day or yeah. whatever it is. Like for our movies, they just, they need to be bigger, you yeah. know, in, in a way or whatnot. So yeah, we learned a lot this year. Yeah. Did you sure. have yeah. any um, like workout segment with him or anything? Did you follow him to the What's gym that? or it was just that? Yeah, no, we did. We did that with Zach Osborne. So uh, it was just going to be so similar um that we wanted it to to be a little bit different and i think his his segment's actually the shortest in the movie um but it was fine because yeah we just covered everything that he really wanted to say essentially you know and and we just kind of in and out which was cool you know we made it happen uh, we got to do like some, some stuff of him like fishing and uh, uh you know paddleboard and just stuff at his house um, so that, that was, you know, what tried, we tried to, you know, make it different from Osborne or your typical moto segment, you know, but it's like, you know, for the Osborne one, they don't leave the Baker factory, right? Like that's where they train. And if you want to film them, you're going to the Baker factory. And so then the question is, how do you make it different and something that hasn't been seen before? Mm -hmm. And it just gets really, really, really tough, right? So, like, we went to um, the WW National, and that helped, of course. But, you know, the way that, like, Alden kind of runs that program, Alden's super rad. He's super cool to us, and we're, you know, fortunate enough to be allowed out there anytime we really want. 
but it's like we fly to Florida. It's very expensive for us to ship all of our gear there and then rent a car and then have the hotel rooms and all that good stuff. And then you're like, they'll tell you, Oh, we're going to ride Monday. And then you get out there and they're like, Oh no, we're just doing start Tra- today. Tracks flooded. Yeah. Or, uh, and then you like text them that night. What do you, what's your program tomorrow? I don't know. Alden hasn't told us yet. And then you go out there and they're like, we're doing, uh, 220s, right. <laughs> and that's it. And you're like, okay, all right, we'll make it work. Right. And, but we don't have the luxury to spend two weeks out there. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, kind of doing that. So I don't know for me, like, big learning experience was like, would, would we be better off kind of not working with the tip top pros and working with people that have the time, you know, because at the end of the day, it's going to have a better story. Right. And it's going to be more like compassionate. Um, so we're kind of toying with toying with doing that in the future. Yeah. I would, uh, think maybe a mix. Cause I think you still need to have a bigger name. Right. But I think that having somebody, some other people that are at a, you know, a smaller level where they can dedicate the time to it and they see the value in it. You know, that's the issue with some of these guys that are, how does that really help a Dean Wilson? But yet, how does that help a Tevin Tapia or something like that? Probably a lot, you know? Yeah. And there's, you know, there's certain guys that like, like Zach gets it. And I think, and Dean totally gets it, but let's say, let's take Zach, for instance, he totally gets it. And he's like, he's so cool. He's such a nice guy and, and willing to do whatever you want. Um, but the riding side is just restricted because he's a professional athlete. He's on, schedule. Right. You know, it's just what it is. And you respect their time and Alden's time. And, and yeah, it's just, it, it is what it is, you know, but, but they still get it. So it is, it's hard, right? Because you're like, yeah, well, he really wants to be awesome himself, but you just don't – you can only make practice laps so it looks so cool. I mean, man, when we used to go there when, like, Dunge was there and, and all that, uh, again, Dunge, another great guy, right? But when he's doing his 30s, he doesn't look that cool because, they're because you know, smooth is fast. And uh, yeah. so – that's why it's kind of an advantage to go film certain dudes. Yeah. They're just willing to send it or have that real wide open style. Like, uh, you know, we did Carson Brown, for instance, right? Like, like Carson Brown looks so sick on, cause he is sick on camera, you know, but like Dungey is technically faster. Right. But, and yeah. go and not look cool. So it's like, well, what looks cool on camera? You know, you got to weigh that. Yeah. Or just try to like, work with guys like when we did when we worked with dean wilson in moto seven or eight or eight i don't know whatever it was we went out to uh florida track and trails right and he like came stayed in a hotel for like two full days and like it was to be in the movie right and that segment was badass right and we just didn't get that luxury this this time around yeah well he was in between for that moto 8 one it was when he was on ktm and he was in between rides he didn't get kicked or uh, picked back up from ktm so he's like well it's just good for my brand you know and and that's how he even was this time is like he still knew it was good for his brand but it was just other shit was getting in the way you know yeah 
the other tough thing is some of the top riders have agents, right? And you have to, you can't even talk to them, right? You have to talk to the agents and then it's all a, well, how much are you going to pay for him to be in the film? And you're like, uh, well, we don't have that much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from the garage, obviously yeah. it's not, uh, yeah, we're not, we're yeah. not in a huge office. So yeah, it's a whole uh, different dynamic than if they got, you know, it's not basketball. It's not baseball. It's, it's motocross. Everything's tighter. Yeah. I mean, the whole industry is smaller and the budgets are tighter, right? I mean, there's our top guy isn't getting paid what, uh, you know, the lowest, well, I guess, yeah, most, the, the top 20 Supercross racer isn't making what the 20th best, you know, MLB uh, no. pitcher is. But obviously it's because the, design, the the market, right? Yeah. We like to. Doesn't mean complain. I like it. We like to complain, <laughs> but then try to get everything for, you know, 25 to 50% off we ride. Right? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, much for this movie? Yeah, exactly. You can't just yeah, send me a copy? I'll get it when you can rent it. I downloaded it and I shared it with all my buddies. Can't believe nobody will sponsor me. You know what, though? The reality is free content is taking over the world. You know what I mean? I mean, you could go on YouTube and be on YouTube for hours watching some of the raddest free content, you know? And that's, that's the day and age that we live in. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out if... Is that making money yet, or is that just so many people are throwing stuff out? Like I know a certain amount probably is making money, but how yeah. much of it is just people putting shit out to try and be the next? Well, the, next? the free content. I mean, it depends on what it's from. You know, I mean, brands just have to produce content to stay relevant, or uh, trying people just trying to get themselves out there. Or then there's those that, yeah, I mean, just get paid per per release. Essentially, you know, I mean, somebody like uh let's say tom for instance right obviously he's got his best whip stuff um that can bring in some revenue but at the end of the day he signs contracts that says he'll be in either web parts or move movies or whatever you know yeah so it's definitely something that's not going to go away and it only you know makes our lives a little bit more difficult but in the same manner it's it's up to us to adapt in, in a certain way too, right. right they're figuring like for, out how that works still you know, like that's what I was yeah. saying about the whole free ride movement is this is what needed to happen. I knew years ago, I was like, it's going to happen. How exactly it's going to pan out. I don't know, but I can guarantee you all those guys like a Chris Foster, all everybody we mentioned before are getting sponsors because of the amount of views they get online. hundred percent. Yeah. Especially somebody like Foster right now. You know, I mean, that's how he makes his, his living and, 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 and he deserves more, you know, right, rightfully so. I mean, there should be, uh, there is that market in all the other action sports, mountain bikes, skate, snow, all that stuff. I mean, those guys make livings producing content. And that's definitely within the last, you know, three years, let's say, really escalated, I think, in the motocross industry. But it's still not where it could be because these guys just deserve, they're doing some gnarly shit, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's hard just because of the risk level, but at the same time, we're kind of like doing it because we want to be good at it or anybody, you know, not me necessarily anymore. But, you know, I assumed the risk and I did the things I, I wanted to do and I felt like, uh, 
were worth it to risk. So it's weird you don't get paid. You know, I guess if it got uh, unionized, you'd get paid for that. But right now, you know, we're just the Wild West running around like a bunch of fucking idiots. So it's what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When's, that, when's the last time you flipped, Clint? I saw, uh, I saw, I was watching a video earlier of, uh, oh, what was that? Anyway, you were flip whipping, and then it was one that that actually went bad, and it was pretty, pretty gnarly. But I didn't even know, I didn't know you were such a bad dude. Uh, years now, two thousand. I got her in March two thousand sixteen. I haven't even hit a ramp since then. Really? Yeah. No desire. Um, a little bit, but at the same time, and you know, like. I would like to flip just because, um, like not all the time, but just go and rip one because it was a rad feeling. But at the same time, I know what that all entails in actual world. Yeah. In my head, it's one thing, but in the actual world, like I know what that actually, what that is again, right. since it's been so long. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could just pull and be close because I did it for probably 10 years. But uh, there's a good chance I couldn't. And at this point, I don't think my leg could take me jumping off of a motorcycle again. So that's my right. issue. I can't really fuck up right now. Right. It's not like flipping on a trampoline. It's like, yeah, you you probably can make it. But if you don't. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the last time I've flipped, too, you know? On a trampoline. <laughs> there'll be none of that for me no that's how i know tom and everybody else i actually met tom i was at pastrana's working on flipping and he was there writing a um article for moto playground or something like that um tom was yeah so he he was writing for something i'm pretty sure that's what it was but uh yeah he just showed up and he's like yo what's up and i sat there and talked to him i didn't know who he was you know he was just a racer guy at that point still so uh but we talked and then later he was like yo yeah i met you at pastrana's and i was like oh fuck that's right so that's a place i would love to go man that's that's my guy tp right i was watching some last night again we were watching an old nitro circus my roommate hadn't hadn't seen one of them i was like dude you missed out like those are the days man the old nitro circus movies that's funny how old are you guys i'm 27 29 that's funny that you guys are like uh nitro the same age were the days versus like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like crusty was the day yeah crusty like i was just trying to wad it up like seth i thought i made it yeah yeah you know the first nitro circus movie came out i was like 13 probably or so you know oh shit when the, when I how many comments we get of people bring back crusty oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it would be pretty fun too uh, you couldn't film that shitty with a with a iphone you'd have to try right even if you try i i i swiped the first crusty one and two from blockbuster if you guys remember blockbuster and i had two i had two vcrs hooked up so i could fucking steal it and had that little sticker on it said like you know if you record over it it's gonna ruin it and i would just record like a minute and then go back and check and i'm like fuck it swing it um 
I'm gonna clip that and send it to Dana Nicholson and Cammy <laughs> and let them know how bad yeah. you are. <laughs> we were somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we've driven across the country you know, like ten times and just been in the middle of nowhere. And I don't remember where it was, but again, in the middle of nowhere. And there was a blockbuster. Yeah, there was. There was a blockbuster. <laughs> That's yeah. a blockbuster. Video rental places, and you're like, "Whoa, Yo, yeah!" That's when you know they don't have fucking cable. They yeah. right? have telephone, you know, lines and electricity and cable, no right. internet, the hotel service. The hotels when you drive by them on the marquee, it says "Color TV," <laughs> HBO. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm so glad I grew. We're, we're in this era. Now. We actually we sell quite a bit of DVDs still and Blu-rays, and it's it should straight up be illegal to buy our movie on a DVD. <laughs> like if we, it's like it's like the screen quality, right? Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a chick. She bought her boyfriend a DVD for Christmas, right? And you know we just ship them out. Obviously, we're not gonna. Call him up and be like, "You sure? You sure you want to buy a yeah. And she writes back and she said, or she she sends us an email and she says, "Hey, I bought my uh, boyfriend a, a DVD for Christmas, blah, blah blah, and he played it, and we think there's something wrong with the quality of it." And I was like, "No, that's just a DVD." <laughs> what is a DVD? Four four eighty p. Four eighty. And then yeah, Blu-ray. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Blu-ray is only seven twenty. Yes, come on, that's yeah. what we're streaming Holy at. Shit, I didn't know yeah. they were that bad. <laughs> Dude, oh we, my like, gosh! Same, same, along the same lines as that. So you know, obviously, the, our our holidays are a lot more busy for us uh, as far as like shipping and all that, and because we just released the movie, and uh, my uh, like one of my like first girlfriends in high school, she she rides, and she bought. Uh, like the order comes along and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, and they, she bought a DVD. And so we sent both the DVD and a Blu-ray. We're like, please, if you can just watch <laughs> this on a Blu-ray. Here's the Blu-ray. Just take versus, it. versus you could go on iTunes or Vimeo or whatever. And it's 4k, you know, it's like, it's just completely different. You know? Gosh, I didn't realize discs were that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially like a playing off a VHS. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, I used to watch all the Supercross on VHS because I didn't have cable. There's no tracking. Yeah, would tape it. There's, I can't tell. There's no that tracking was garbage. on the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember getting wondered. our first DVD player and watching Joe Dirt and like that part where he's like, I could see down your shirt when he's in the, the tooth balloon. We could like yeah. zoom in on it and we thought that was awesome. <laughs> And a DVD player was like 200 bucks at the back. Oh, e easy, dude. I remember picking it out with yeah. my dad. He's like, this is a good one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. it. Nobody ever bought Blu-ray players because they were so expensive. It's like, you know, yeah. you could just buy a DVD. Yeah. Well, Times have changed. That's that's in a good way, though. Like, it yeah. should be illegal, honestly. You know? <laughs> yeah. My in-laws bought us a Blu-ray just so the kids could watch some DVDs they bought them. And it's like the same DVDs. Been, if you flip through the uh, channels or whatever, you'll see the menu for the DVD that was in there like a month ago still playing. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody, like, we watched the one show. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's times have changed quick. This yeah. is crazy. Do you guys not have drinks? I just realized that. I gotta go piss, and I gotta get another beer because I've been out for like. Well, we got. I've been drinking uh, yeah hazy IPA. Ooh, that's good stuff. Oh man, we're professionals at this. All right. Look at I'm down to water. Just oh, you dog. This is ridiculous. Water and Red Bull. I'll be back. All right. Talk to yourself. Bladder. It happens. That's what Jason has that too. I mean, the amount of miles we've traveled together. That man next to me has to pee a lot more than I do, and I, uh, you know, it is what it is. Or do you just have an abnormal big bladder? Yeah, it's probably unhealthy. Okay, when you pee into a bottle, what's the biggest bottle you've filled? They don't make a bottle big. Like I'll just... fill, yeah, like I'll fill a twenty ounce, no problem. Especially <laughs> oh. while driving. Oh yeah! Oh, you see. I'm I got I'm more of a relaxed type of guy, you know. It's hard for me to go under pressure like that. So uh, you know, I gotta He's be not joking. No, dude. Not joking. Yeah, I gotta no, not breathe. while I'm physic. I mean, I have peed several times while I'm physically driving, but I meant just if I'm driving for a long period of time and then stop yeah. to pee, and I got to pee go. in a bottle. I'd, well, I'd go. I'd rather go outside. That's usually his move. In fact. We went up to open Supercross this weekend, and uh, we all drove up one van. We were from like the Bay Area, and uh, but in different different towns. And uh, we went riding the day before, and the next day we all met up at Oakland Supercross. He went golfing, and uh, later I opened up the van, and we had some gallon. There was some gallon waters there. I'm like, why does that one look so yellow? And I'm like, oh, that's because. This is why we can't have nice things, okay? Because this man will take any excuse he probably can to piss in a bottle. To say he did, essentially. Why no. did you ruin yeah. the good water, though? Well, Thank I you. was at my parents' like bougie ass country club, <laughs> and I couldn't make it to the bathroom. Like I was all in the other parking lot, and I would have gotten frowned upon and i have a sprinter van and so i could just stand up all nice and then there's a bottle and i was like well screw it did you know and it was amazing did you slam as much water as you could before you drank it uh peed well it? no it was already it was already like halfway open so <laughs> so you can't you were like somebody may have drank off of this <laughs> mother send more waters <laughs> 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 you yeah, chug the yeah. water so you don't ruin it and then you got to piss again in five minutes yeah. well, but then you got the rest of the gallon I don't you've think already, it, it multiplies inside of me I don't know over to uh, an empty gallon so you're fine and then you have to still figure out all right where is it okay to pour this oh anywhere you know Especially you can pour it in or down you just looks like you got boxes electric. with it yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard. True. Yeah. 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 Figuratively speaking, of course, right? Yeah. I haven't perfected the pee in a bottle technique, really. It's, uh, I'd rather just honestly hold it until I'm about to pop and then hold it some more and then find a really desperate place, Listen, you know? Peeing in a bottle goes all the way back to purchasing your beverage. Okay. If you're not planning <laughs> that far ahead, you're not a real fucking <laughs> red dog. <laughs> uh, see, we were driving a motorhome though, so we were fine because you just 
like you, know, you could pee your but like I, you know, okay, you know when funny story. You know when Snapchat used to have like uh, the mile per hour filters. Yeah. Where like you, yeah. So I mean, we were in a motorhome for years, and so one of my pride and joys that I still have saved was I told him that I had to I had to go take a dump and to you know essentially put it on the governor. So I think I, I'm. I have like the picture. It's just my. I, I'm sitting in the shitter. And it's just my uh, my boxers down there, you know. And it says like eighty three point seven. We were just yeah, it was so convenient because you could just pee or take a dump whenever you wanted. And Wait, now we're doing the band. So you guys are RV dumpers, both of you. Oh, uh, only number oh, one. Yeah. That's the rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only number ones. Number the only one. one. That is one of the. Only of having a motorhome, dude, is you don't have to poop in public. Yeah, plus what you don't yeah. know is that we've spent, we no, spent that toilet is for pissing and throwing up. No number two. Not, 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 not when you spend a month or or when you spend three months a year in the thing and, yeah. and 35 days straight. You shit now. We've drained <laughs> years, hundreds, hundreds of times. Yeah, a piece. Yeah. Well, if you drink enough, then your shits are basically piss anyways. They're <laughs> just spraying them out. You well, heard, yeah, we, you heard their schedule. Too. They're not partying. They're actually out here doing business. We partied a few times. Well, the they have a successful uh, video company. No, that's what. Yeah. The, that's what the uh, tour was. Was the victory lap when they just went around and got wasted? That's what it it, it once was for sure. It was like, oh yeah, we're out on a party, you know. But now it's like our financials, our job, and and uh, you gotta be a little smarter, yeah. But then you still get a buzz to cover all that too, you know. Is, <laughs> you this, drink. Um, is this your guys' only job now? Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. We're gonna. I think we're gonna lower the tour a little bit, so it won't be as many stops and and. Uh, we're going to start dabbling with some commercial work in the meantime. You know, we have opportunities that come our way, but we don't take them because we're so full bore movie. And uh, so we're going to keep up doing the movies and stuff, but then do more commercial work yeah. where, the, where the good money's up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it does take, it does take a ridiculous amount of time to make the movies, obviously between filming alone, all, all the planning, editing, yeah, there's just so much shit that goes into it that, yeah, it takes a lot of time, but we can we can put some stuff in there to you know help keep us going too, you know, and, and expand. I mean, I, it would be really cool to keep doing dirt bike movies for years and years to come, but it would be awesome if those turned into a bit of a passion um, project, and you could just keep advancing as as uh, creatives, as people would say. You know, like just be easy to get burnt out after. I, I don't want to be ten years down the road still making dirt bike movies with, you know, 16 year old kids, I guess, you know, no, but no, <laughs> so I guess my YouTube segment is cut. <laughs> you don't want to come out to Illinois and watch me rip. <laughs> no, I mean, we like it's you do. Cause it's, I, I've grown up loving dirt bikes and, and, but like, you know, yeah, you gotta go step it up. It's like anything else. You got, yeah, you got to keep transforming. It's right? like riding. So. You're trying to get your game up. Don't ever grow up. Definitely. Oh, yeah. No, definitely, definitely not. There's no, <laughs> definitely not. No, and that, that, the beauty of it is to be able to still do motocross 
stuff as as a passion like that's what you do because you want to do it not you know however many years down the road you're just doing it to survive and it yeah. become you know it, it, it never wants to, I, I we don't ever want it to feel like we have to do this because we have to yeah. you know and i mean i think it's all for there's no doubt like we're we're going to be in the motocross space yeah you know what i mean all and and other commercial work too that comes our way um but there's plenty of companies that have reached out or that need you know video work aside from being in a movie or whatnot and we're kind of foolish to not be open to that you know so and you basically are having someone else foot the bill right and you yeah, get to yeah. still go do all this cool stuff yeah so yeah. last year was a, a huge eye-opener for us because it was our first year really being on our own and uh you know flipping the bill for this movie which is super expensive you know it's not an easy task to achieve by any means and and then we we kind of put all of our eggs in that basket and couldn't capitalize on some opportunities that came our way you know so um like we actually we, i don't think we're allowed to say the rider but today specifically uh we kind of got the opportunity to film our own real moto for x games this year you know and uh and that's rad right because it's a dream we got true. that opportunity last year but we were too busy yeah so you know we want to be doing stuff like that and, so uh, nobody's watching right now we're not live you can go ahead and say his yeah. name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we don't expect though yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just so like, like, like we just want to <laughs> Kind of diversify, diversify ourselves a bit and not put all our eggs in one single basket. So it's yeah. not anybody that's been in the movie. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Oh, in the movie? Oh, yeah, who knows? Or mm -hmm. the movie? Else. Yeah. You may have never even heard of this girl, I mean, guy or uh, kid. Vicky Golden. We knew it. <laughs> no. Look how quick they said no. Yeah. No, well, God. Yeah, you're right. Let's no, him. no, 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 definitely not. He's on to us. Yeah, he's on to us. He's gonna pull the plug. She's she's so gnarly though. Like, there's no, I mean, there's nobody else that, that stands like her as far in, in this space, you know. What did you guys think about, about us having a chick in the film? I mean, she was the first chick that we've ever had in the film, it was our first. Like we've always wanted to, it's just never really, we didn't really have the opportunity to. And so now that we kind of called the shots, we, that's kind of like how we wanted to, we definitely want like a chick in every movie that we're doing. And I mean, she came out and she set the bar crazy high for any other chick in the film. And it's like, you can't have a feature length film or a feature our movie, let's just say, with a boring, a makeup to mud, right? Like, we can't do that, right? So we kind of went on a whim. We're like, we'll work with her, but then, like, who do we work with in the future years, you know? And how how do you raise the bar from her? So we think we have it we figured out. Yeah, we have it figured out for this next year, but you'll have to wait and see on that one. Is it that but, little, that blonde Swedish chick that's super fucking uh, hot? She no, could, who's she that? Could, she, yeah. could probably, <laughs> she could probably barely yeah. ride. But... It, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> she could like 
probably barely ride, but uh, who gives a fuck? That's all right. Send her, yeah. my, send her, uh, her, send me her profile. Later. Right. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. Research for it. It's like Clint. This isn't a real profile. This is five of the yeah. same picture. People so, loved it. I mean, especially other chicks. I mean, they oh man, loved it. So I don't think she. I don't even think Vicky really knew like kind of the reach that it was gonna get, and it's still like we haven't even got to streaming yet right that's where the, the views really start clicking away on, on our movies um and and then i think she's just kind of got hit up quite a bit through dms and tags on social media and I mean, this every night. night at the premieres yeah every night at the premieres she would get hit up and uh i mean she didn't even come to the to the premiere 30 minutes from her house because she didn't really care that much you know and then now i think She's like, oh shit! Yeah, this is, this is not it. <laughs> it was it, it was kind of cool to see actually. How she's like, oh, like, I mean, she's every good. night, and she's fucking really good. Like, it's not just you know, it's not just uh, with, like you said, makeup to mud. You can just throw a chick in there to to have a girl. Yeah, yeah, she she was, uh, and you know, we did the motocross portion of her uh, segment at Verona uh, Oaks. Which was is a pretty mild track, you know, and we didn't we didn't really uh, know that going in necessarily just because we're not quite from that area, but um, you know, so so it just didn't give her a lot of opportunity to really like showcase her uh, moto skills, but at the same time, I mean, she still pinned it, and uh, it was pretty it was cool to see. I mean, she she like definitely kind of got what it took to look good on camera, you know, because like we were talking about earlier you don't even have to be breaking world records speed wise to, to really look good on camera. You just gotta yeah. be a little wild. I was going to say, you gotta look a little loose. bit out of control. Totally. Totally. And, and bounce off the rev limiter a few times, you know, that's all it takes. It's the steez, right? Is that what you guys are saying? That's what that's you what young kids, kids call it, isn't it? You guys are the yeah. kids. <laughs> kids are saying something else now. I don't even know what it is. We're like 10, right. well, I'm 10 years older or more than both of you guys. So you don't have to admit oh, that. Oh, gross. Man. They're going to hang up on us. Yeah. yeah hey, people are just listening to this. They don't even, they don't know, right? They could, we could be, <laughs> we know over That's here. That's why yeah, you, you didn't know how gnarly I was because you were a fucking little baby. Dude, Clint will send you a That's DVD right. if you want to find out what he's all about. You're going to him up in the bus. Yeah, the the, the, the encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's luckily we got YouTube for that. You can find out anything. This days. is the fun part about the this show. It's just people bumping into each other. It's like going over the history of it and and different aspects of it. Like you guys are on the video end, and yeah, it's just a good time. Totally. No, it's, it's sweet, man. It's, uh, I mean, I'm such a podcast guy too. I I mean, I got to absorb my, I got to give my ears something to listen to when I'm editing for a gazillion hours. So, uh, podcasts are, are the way to go. What are you guys, um, premiere wise next year? What are you guys, uh, East coast? What are you going to keep? You're running those. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. So I like to hear. Yeah, you, you mentioned it, and I'm gonna hit you up about it. So yeah. I just yeah. got a boner, so uh, 
Yeah. 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 No, I mean, we don't want to drive to the East Coast if we don't have to, man. It's not that. It's like I said. It's it just eats up too much of our time for other stuff that we want to be doing, you know. And but I, the premieres are awesome. You know what I mean? Especially the East Coast have been a little tougher for us compared to like the you know Pacific Northwest specifically. I mean, they're but we've been also been doing that for now. This would be my ninth year doing a premiere tour you know what i mean and i just kept growing it every year growing it we had 30 stops this year wow and that's two and a half months we were away from you know i just had a newborn at that time in july you know what i mean and so it, it was it was tough um but i want to keep growing it and i just need to have other people help me you know what i mean and there's money to be had in it and uh like someone like yourself is perfect for, you know, the East coast specifically. That's what I've been working for, for the last uh, 20 years. So I'm finally ready. There you go. There you go. You You know, and there is something like super cool about um, being able to watch the movie in a movie theater with all your fellow dirt bikers, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, I mean, the the Dunnelin one was was awesome, you know, but quality wise, you know, like we have some theaters that we go to that are literally like eighty foot screens, four K, you know, with five one Dolby surround sound, you know, and you're just like, holy shit, dude, we're watching a movie, right? A motocross movie in a movie theater, right? So um, that's kind of how they are. We're gonna have so, to get it off the DVD player next time. No, no, that was <laughs> God. Yeah, we just what we were talking about. We ran 720 uh, on a fucking big screen. So yeah, we ran uh, 480. 480, dude. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'm Or especially me, because I, you know, I've spent so much. I was like, just gonna say uh, that I've done videos oh. before, and my video guy, like that. Now I edit my own stuff, but back in the day, I had an editor and everything, a filmer. And that shit yeah. would make him fucking nuts. Like I'd send him footage oh. from my camera, and all if you look at my old video, all this there's a bunch of stuff that has like a, a filter over it, so it looks like film. That's all my stuff, or it's black <laughs> and white. Like he changed the color of all my stuff because so, he's like, it just uh, I can't handle it. It looks like shit. Oh yeah, I mean, I it took me you know probably a thousand hours to edit this thing. And I was just like, yeah, watching it on, you know, it, it, it obviously it turned out okay. Nobody else knows. But for me, I'm just like, ah! yeah. it's, it's life out of me when I see it. Dude, it's, it's changed even in like the past 10 years. I look at stuff that I filmed like on a GoPro that was fucking brand new or, or anything. Yeah, like a GoPro 3. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I still have. It's fucking, it's garbage. Garbage. Yeah. We, and we thought it was sick. It yeah, was. well, dude, I used to tape my mom's Sony Mini DV to the side of my helmet. I thought that was the shit. We put a Mini DV on top of my helmet. <laughs> this is not a joke. For uh, I had an old helmet, so I pulled it out and we taped it to the top of my helmet. 
But the problem was when I would hit jumps, it would pull the tape away from the the like rider or whatever. So on the faces of all the jumps, it would get like staticky as fuck, yeah. and then it would come oh, back yeah. in the air. <laughs> hey, Dude, yeah. first first yeah. helmet cam I had was mounted with a bolt to the side of the helmet, and I had to wear like a a, a fanny pack type thing with the so, the camera pack in it, and it was yeah. it was junk. And you, if you didn't angle it right, you missed everything. Like a GoPro catches yeah. everything, right? This was yeah. like, you point it down a little bit. You're looking at the ground the whole time. Have you ever seen the pictures of what they did for On Any Sunday back in the day? You know, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and that that dude was, was, uh, yeah. I think I was 10. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like how much has changed even in just a few years. Yeah. Yeah, thank God I became a filmmaker in this era. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's really dude, cool. fuck that, dude. We did yeah. 16 millimeter for a bunch of uh, oh. the first thing, and um, yeah, that was a fucking fiasco. He he handled it, but still, just getting it done, and that was most of our budget. Luckily, we were also so we were shooting segments for M80 on Fuel TV. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I totally remember that. Holy, shit. I mean, what about they're not around. TV's gone. Who about the yeah. show Five Four Three Two One? Remember that? Um, that was a great show. Fox Sports Two is Fuel TV. Oh, I didn't they, know that. They bought that out, and that's why Fuel at the end started all of a sudden playing a bunch of MMA stuff because it had been yeah. bought by. Uh, I think it was always a Fox station, but then they were just like, "Screw all this other stuff," and they changed it into like what it was but uh or what it is now but um we were filming for them and the, our deal was with them was that we needed to shout out to adam barker our deal with him was that we would do the uh segments the first year they uh, we filmed them and they edited them i basically kyle shot everything i uh planned all the shoots so i got all the lined all the riders up we would go to back to him and go, okay. He'd say, you got this many segments. I want this many blowing up, this many of this, this many of that. The original deal was I had to do something that nobody had ever done on a dirt bike in order for us to get the whole deal. So I made grind pegs and I grinded a rail on um, a regular 250 two-stroke. And then we went to Philadelphia and grinded a rail in a park so that Technically, I'm the first person ever to do like a standard regular rail that was there. It wasn't made for this or anything on a dirt bike, period. So it had to be gnarly. It was fucking gnarly. We did it at like yeah. midnight <laughs> in the rain in Philadelphia. I had, uh, I, because, uh, yeah, that was just we were going and then uh, like I had to drive back up here and stuff and then it ended up raining. Uh, so I, we were like, fuck it. I had, um, sweatshirts wrapped around my exhaust to try and keep it down as much as I could. I took a Gatorade <laughs> can, uh, or, a um, a bottle, like one of those short fat ones. Yeah, I cut the top off and yeah, I peed in it because I had a big top. <laughs> That's why I bought that. <laughs> I cut the top <laughs> off and I put foam in there and I, Put it on the back of my silencer to try and quiet my bike down as much as I could so he didn't get arrested. Yeah. And I fucking hit the thing like four or five times. He got enough footage. We threw the bike back in the truck and took off. 
But um, so I lined up all the photo. I was like, hey, I think we should do blowing up on, you know, Greg Hartman on Jack Rowe. So I came up with the idea for all the segments. And then I figured out where we were going to film everybody and when. And then we flew my filmer out and uh, met up with everybody and shot everything. Then we had to give them the footage. And our deal was just that they could use the... um we had to put our video out after the season played. So that way, after the episodes that we provided any footage for was already out, then we could, uh, you know, put the videos out ourselves. So they actually paid for, um, we like leveraged our, the film that way. He basically paid for Kyle to fly out. And then also for all the, um, development of the 16 millimeter film which was like fucking thousands of dollars. Yeah, expensive. Because that was like digital was starting to come in, right? But not like crazy probably by that point. But yeah, man, the film, I would like to experience. I did a lot of film photography, like big format stuff, but we it would be mini, really cool. We were mini DVs at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I guess that makes it a little bit easier, but still, like. I couldn't. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. <laughs> I still don't like. He did all that. He's like he bought the camera for like two hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like the, ca- the camera wasn't shit. It was all the film and the and the um, developing of it that was the expensive part. Hey, we got the uh, shot, huh? And you just hoped you got the shot too. You didn't get to replay it, you know, or maybe. Like, hopefully it was just right. Yeah. Hopefully you were in focus and you got something usable. And, and your he, little your little viewfinder, you could hit rewind. Dude, and he was the – you couldn't hit not on a fucking 16 millimeter. You oh, yeah. Shit. I'm thinking mini DV. No. <laughs> you ain't doing on shit. Uh, you couldn't even cover it up with a filter. Oh, you, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, right? It's like – now it's like – now you can just adjust so much in post, you know, you can, yeah, you can do a, a ridiculous amount. Now know, to, 16 to, millimeter is a filter. Yeah. For real. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Danny D. Wayne's asking yeah. questions, Clint, on YouTube. Yeah. Danny D. Wayne's like our number one uh, fan stalker. Right on. I'm not a hey. stalker. I know. Always good to with him. I fuck with him on Instagram. Okay. Just he was asking sure. how you guys lay it out. Like, what's the process as far as editing scenes and putting it to music? Do you lay it out, then do he music? Says, he says, does he clip the best scenes out and lay them out to where it fits best to the music? I would imagine yeah. you edit stuff and then... Uh, so it depends on... it. This... I'll tell you how I do it. Um, not all guys do it this way. Uh, I personally, um, we film, obviously, uh, you kind of get an idea coming out of the, the segment, uh, out of the filming to understand like, okay, it would work really well with maybe this style of music, right? Something more like Tom's. Well, Tom wanted something that was real, um, not punk because it's not punk, but, but rock, right? Like kind of classic moto style, um, which is why we use that ignite song. Um, but you know, let, let's take Vicky segment, for instance, you film Vicky, you get a sense of her personality. 
you're like, all right, you have to have a song that has a female uh, vocalist because why not? And you have to have something that's kind of edgy. So let's go for rock. Um, and I've been obsessed with music my whole life, going up playing playing music and, and such. So I think that kind of has really aided me into finding good music that that kind of like I can just envision the segment almost uh, when when I'm looking through the footage. So then we'll both hop on Spotify. You know, I mean, we we just go forever looking for songs and looking for music that's not super popular um, so that we can get it, you know, at a, at a decent price. Um, and I'll, I edit personally to, to the songs. I think it just helps me along with my, with the creative process. Um, and gives me, yeah, it gives me like the inspiration for it, but we usually don't like, you know, let's take Vicky segment for instance. It's like, six and a half minutes or no it's hers longer than that it's like seven and a half minutes long it has two songs i'll take this i'll find a song I'm like yes this is the one i want but it's only three minutes long and so then you go from there and you just try to cut it up uh and extend it and do a bunch you know put a bunch of trickery to it um to really try to make it fit um yeah i guess i, I jumped ahead i'll find a song edit the choruses so so remember when we were watching the uh, trailer earlier, you were talking about the dude mm -hmm. who made the music for that. Yeah. What was up with that? Yeah. Okay. So for that one, <clears throat> for the trailer, I've already seen all the footage, right? Because I, I, the trailer comes almost last. Um, so each segment, I'll pick a bunch of shots that I think should be in the, in the trailer. Um, we have had the the main meat of that 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 trailer um like the that was a song that we found from the composer guy he had already had um so i edited like a lot of the meat of the segment i mean of the trailer to that uh but we wanted a really like dramatic opening that's like real uh oh wait no i'm thinking of the first segment damn it it all blends together the trick <laughs> <laughs> well whatever you were talking about when we started the whole yeah 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 so i was written or whatever on parsons segment today you know which is the opening of the movie and that that has that uh, big dramatic uh, opening to it um with the trailer the trailer uh, i had all the footage i had already seen it and i had used that song for one of the segments in the movie um, and I thought it was just a great opportunity to use a song that was easily obtainable, was real upbeat, but also real melodic. And I just, you just can feel what's going to be good for it. Honestly, it's kind of a trip out work sometimes. You can just feel it, you know? Yeah. The segments are a lot harder to find music for than the trailer is always easy to find music for because you've already, you've already established what your music's going to be. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, it, it's 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 like a trippy process, but it just kind of all falls together. It's almost the so weird part about it. Do uh do writers ever have any input on that? Like, do they oh. ever say, "Hey, do this, do that," or or suggestions? <clears throat> With uh, as far as the editing uh, is concerned, like the music part. Yeah, music. So we always try to ask guys on like what kind of music they're into. You know, if if they have any ideas some dudes you know just don't really care or they're not really necessarily like super 
invested in a certain genre of music. Um, certain guys really are, uh, you know, like somebody like Dean prefers if it was kind of like a rap song. Right. And, and we were able to do that. Or, or Tom, like I said, Tom found, Tom found his song. Um, he, he introduced it to us and, and we're like, hell yeah, if we can, if we can get that song, let's do it. Um, but some people, some people don't really care. You know, they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So it's yeah. up to us. They know you'll make it look good. And it's hard to find something that's diverse. Of course, it's, uh, you know, you have to be able to take out your personal opinion sometimes to, uh, for the songs, which makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah, if it's something you don't like. Yeah, if, if it's something you, you don't like or you wouldn't necessarily put on a playlist, that doesn't mean that it's not going to go great within the edit, right? So you have to kind of pay attention to what the edit's going to look like and and uh, and the environment and the writer, the personality themselves, and kind of adapt uh, to that. So, I mean, there's plenty of songs that we've picked that I would never have on my playlist, but that doesn't mean it didn't work perfectly for the segment. Yeah. Just been... Mm -hmm. Nick's not artistic at all, so he doesn't get it. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, we're gonna have a drawing contest right now, me and Clint. <laughs> we do. Hey, whatever. You do, what? Don't let me do it because I, yeah, I can draw a stick figure. That's. Fine. I'm in the art lab right now. I created for my children. This is all it is. I got my dirt bike out of here so these kids could color and do arts. And, and you're trying to live vicariously uh, through your. I am, and it, when they do work. things that when they draw stick figures, I shame them. I make fun of them. I said, "Don't, don't be like me." Art, music, that's good for kids. Legos. I was a huge Lego kid. Oh, dude! You know there's a new show out on. Uh... Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I saw it and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, nope." <laughs> What is it? I it. There's a Lego show like on NBC or like it's like a big, big show. It's you the know? cooking shows, but in Legos, essentially. Like, yeah, and they build like it's like a competition to see who can build the biggest and baddest logo or oh. Lego structures or whatever. I don't know how. I'm sure it's saw... real, right? It's on TV. My daughter's going to be pissed because she watches the baking stuff. That's her. That's her deal. I mean, hey, you could probably learn a lot from. I'm sure with all those, but I would just assume that they're a little staged. <laughs> yeah, I, I, everything, I, dude. That's like constantly. Everything. So I tell the yeah. kids, I'm like, "This is, you know, this isn't real, right?" Well, I mean, we do that too, though. You know, we create stories. Uh, we're, we or we can look at that. I like to... the wording. We create stories. <laughs> sure. I know no, you do. Well, you have to. That's your job, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the, the cool part about it. You can walk away from a situation and, you know, sometimes you're creating the real story, um, but you're still creating a story because you just filmed a bunch of random shit and you got a, and, and you tried to get everything got an interview and you're just yeah. trying to piece it together. And you got 15 minutes of Dean Wilson and you're trying to 45. make it something. 45, I know. But you know what I'm saying. 40. I yeah. get it. Yeah, you got you to gotta create something, yeah. You do, you do, yeah, yeah, and it's got it's so it's a huge challenge, but that's I guess the fun part about it, right? Is is uh, that it's not easy because why would you? You wouldn't be passionate about it if it just came easy. Yeah, it's not Snapchat <laughs> where you're just like throwing it out there. No, it's not. It has to be. I wish it would be a lot easier if it was. <laughs> 
and figure out how to sell a movie. <laughs> oh, no. It's cool, though. Well, the Tom Parsons clip that we started with, that was that was super cool. That's the when I was trying to refresh my memory. That's why I started out with today. Yeah. I mean, that's one that we were really proud of, man. It, it, it was physically exhausting, mentally exhausting, creatively exhausting. It was everything that it needed to be to, to create that, really, you know? Uh, this is kind of random, but also not really that random. <laughs> we, our first, like, shoot really on our own was in Moto, the Moto 9. Nine. Moto nine, we we went to Canada to Kamloops with Foster and Tom Parsons, and we spent two weeks there with them. And that was one of like you still watch that segment today, and it's like those dudes threw so so down, it was ridiculous. You know, like did you did you guys ever see that segment or Clint? Did you yeah, see it? was it on uh, one of the Moto? You said. Moto nine, but yeah. I think it's on. Somebody pirated it and put it on YouTube, though, so you could watch it on there. Dude. It's kind of those things. <laughs> I, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. dude. And it's cool. we we filmed. Uh, Foster was filming his real moto uh, at the time, right? So we came in and we joined in with them, and our deal was we'll swap footage. Um, and so it was awesome because Foster through down he ended up winning gold that year uh you know on with real motor or whatnot but um yeah i don't even know why i brought that up but it was just like so insane the riding that i mean that's probably one of my that's probably I, i'm tom segment is probably number one favorite that we've ever done that's probably number two yeah. and then it'd be beckering i guess would be number three for me just because the circus was crazy right the soul circus it's so, like yeah, the Universal, Universal Circus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was crazy, dude. That's right. another podcast. You but. know what we want to do, which we'll probably never end up getting to do, but how cool would it be to do a reality TV show on the behind the scenes of a circus? See, but they wouldn't even know how cool it is because it, it's. He would. I, Clint, I feel like you've been. Have you ridden in a circus, circus before? <laughs> yeah, dude, right? I, I mean, all the circuses. Listen, I pioneered this shit. I yes. was oh, no, crazy. And I've hey, gone Clint, to the go. I've gone to the Universal Circus as well, but I I never I didn't ride for them. I was on probably three two two different circuses for a couple of years each and then oh. did some other random ones. But yeah, like I'm one when we started doing circuses full time, everybody laughed at us. And I yeah. was like, "Do you have fucking 40 weeks booked straight?" And they're like, "Oh." <laughs> and I'm like, "So, suck a dick." <laughs> I think the last circus that uh me and Clint did is when Clint tried to kill himself by yeah. missing he just bailed off his bike, hit the landing with his body, and then bounced off the top of the safety to the concrete floor oh, it was it rough and up. and everybody yeah. said that me and clint yeah. were drinking whiskey and fist fighting before that in the locker room <laughs> true story They're like i don't know how that came up that we were drinking whiskey and fist fighting when the uh not the jesse white tumblers the um what's their name the chicago boys they were the tumbling team they were in there those dudes were brawling every day in the fucking uh, locker room. 
Like not brawling, but they were on fucking, America's Got Talent. They were they were fucking around every day. It was fucking. Uh, they, they <laughs> All right, hey Clint. Serious question though. Do you think a circuit, whatever circuit, I, there's you know te- there's a ton of circuits companies out there. Would any one of them really let you show what goes on behind the scenes? And the reality is, I think you would just skyrocket the sales of that fucking circus because you could turn uh, acts into like legit celebrities off the stage and you could go see Timmy the Tweaker, you know what I mean, at the circus. I would say best case scenario on that is Universal Circus. Um, 100%. Like, not to say the other ones aren't crazy, but I think logistics of one of them letting you do it you're probably that's probably best case scenario for you yeah because like when you when people say like oh yeah carnies they don't have any idea <laughs> it's a real thing carnies, carnies and circus folk are different okay yeah, yeah. true, true, true. You're right. <laughs> well if you go to the circus just know don't call them carnies yeah, yeah, no, I would never do that. I, 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 would... I think the uh, the other angle there is all the animal people getting pissed about the elephants. You could turn it into like a an image shift type thing. You show all backstage, like where they don't have, they're not beating well, the shit out of elephants oh, or. Yeah, they're they're zebras are essentially donkey, I guess. Well, whatever. But but now they'll have like dirt bikers backstage, hungover, fucking suffering. (laughs) What are you talking about? Tell me, (laughs) reality television wise, you wouldn't watch that. You know what I mean? Like it would be, it would be a Netflix series. But they would use it as like their image shift, depending on what the fuck these guys showed. That's the problem. Like, if you want to make it awesome, like as awesome as you can possibly get, you have to just be brutally honest and show. Like, oh no, I'm talking all the crazy like shit that goes on. It would need to come off as like the real, real world, you know, like on MTV and shit, like of circus life, where, yeah. where, uh, Heather's getting a blow ski under the under the freaking uh, bleachers right before her act, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think happened. I I think that actually happened while we were there, or like day before we got there. Like someone cheated on their husband in the circuit before their act under the bleachers. Like that's the type of shit that we need to film. Or that they live like who set up the the tents in the sea trains. Oh my god! There's some real stories to be told. Sea trains. What's a sea train? Uh, the the. The shipping containers. Yeah, you know they turn the shipping. Yeah, a living quarters for forty people. They're gnarly. (laughs) They're gnarly. What circus was this? Universal, (laughs) right? Oh, Universal. Um, Dude, we were three days there. We're like, whoa! It was the best three days of our lives. (laughs) I've been on circuses where we pulled in someplace, and when we go to leave, I'm like, who the fuck are all these guys? And they literally just dropped off all their help and just went to the homeless shelter and picked up all new guys. <laughs> Clint has a story of the one guy, cause they would always have random helpers. Uh, like they'd pick them up in every town and they might go one town or two. I don't know if that guy's random. Yeah. Well, he was, <laughs> whoever you so say, you know, the guy I'm talking about, right? The picture guy. 
<laughs> yeah. Yo, so, so we're doing this show and this guy's like, he seems like maybe he's a little bit slow and he's just like all fired up about the bike guys and the guys that were there last week. He, he's telling me about them and what do you ride? And I ride a Yamaha and he's like, oh, fucking you suck. I'm a Cowie guy, blah, blah, blah. So then he comes into um, the locker room or I don't know where we were. I think we were in the locker room and he starts showing me pictures on his flip phone of the other guys jumping and it's literally like them landing you know what i mean or like just about to land like there's no tricks or anything and then he's going through the pictures and all of a sudden it's like boom dick and i I just fucking look at him and shake my head you know And, and he just proceeds to get mad at me and starts fucking like yelling at me and then left the locker room and told everyone else at the circus that I saw his dick. And I'm like, why? (laughs) What are you like? What are you doing? Just shut the fuck up. I'm not. But I think thinking back on, I think it was, it was more like a, Hey, he was no. So that he was definitely, what do you you think about this? So Clint tells me this story, and the next weekend I'm at a circus. That's not necessarily the end of it. I left. I oh got, shit! There was, was another. Towel? There was another. Yeah, there was another. So there was a locker room. Everybody was in. I walk across the hallway, and there's another locker room, totally empty, open. So I'm like, yeah, got my own locker room. So I go in there, shower and everything. Go home. For, go to the home to the truck for the night. Go back in the next day and my towel's soaking wet. And I'm like, and I look and there's more, there's another bag in the locker room. And I'm like, please don't tell me. (laughs) It was dick pic guy decided that we were sharing a locker room and I'm sure used my towel or he jacked on it and then tried to wash it off or something. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I mean, that's... Story. Validating my philosophy yeah. about that <laughs> series of behind the scenes. Dude. Yeah. Oh, these aren't those aren't circus people. Those are carnies. That's true. Oh, okay. okay. Circus people different. are like trippies people. They're backstage practicing while dirt bikers are fucking hungover and playing on their phones. Yeah, like, circus. Yeah. Oh no, man, that's not what I saw. You were at the Soul Circus. Different story. No, it's yeah. all crazy. I was oh, with girls. I was with girls uh, that I was on this, like hanging out with on the circus late, and they're getting texts from like married dudes on the circus, like, "Where are you at? What are you doing?" And shit. And Dude, like, and they're all partying because all the circuses, or a lot of them, are like Shriner. Uh, the Shriners are running them. And we were partying the after party and everybody's all, you know, I don't know, they all dress up and stuff. And so we're partying and then I'm, I'm kind of fading in and out. And I remember getting in the limo with the lion tamer and the fucking uh, ringmaster guy. And then next thing I know, I wake up and my phone, somehow I plug my phone in. I'm laying in the, uh, the fucking locker room of the arena. And it was um, Derek, what's his name? Derek Cook is asking, where where are you at? We got to ride an hour. And I'm like, I'm at the arena, dude. I'm already here. <laughs> like, That's where I went to bed. I don't know how I got in. 
Holly fucking whatever. But I was like, I got to be there because I got a ride in the morning. I'm telling you, this is an opportunity. Yeah. After, after the show, we can uh, figure out how we can make this happen. Dude, that yeah. same dick pic guy was showing our buddy Dino at the next show I was at. He's showing a pictures on his flip phone. I look at this guy. I see a flip phone. Kind of crazy looking. I just walked away. And Dino comes up. He's like, man, that guy was showing me pictures. <laughs> and his dick popped up on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking knew it. That's why I walked away. That's his MO, boy. If you get a smile on your face, you're getting your dick sucked. He's like, why did you stay on you? Like, I knew it. I knew it was coming. Dude. Yeah, we got to make it happen one day <sighs> to really show what, what's possible at, uh, or what actually goes down at circuses. But, you know. They're, they're pretty looking gnarly. for revenue. They're looking for revenue. If you can increase revenue, they'll be like done. You build these celebrities, right, to where like people want to go see them. Like yeah. it doesn't matter that he cheated on his wife, or he did a lot, <laughs> or he was upside down on a trapeze, or whatever the fuck it is. It's all the more reason to like that person. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like a guilty pleasure for people. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's why real world. You know, or uh, exactly. Jersey, Jersey Shore. They hate every one of them. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, my old lady's inside watching fucking The Bachelor right now. Hating it's a two them. hour special on Wednesday. Who'd have H- thought? Hating. Oh yeah. Those sluts. Those fucking <laughs> yeah. sluts. Yeah. Okay, I love I, sitting I, there talking shit about those sluts. Why? But I'm podcasting and I'm enjoying they, this. This is my Is it ever gonna die? No. You know what I mean? Like they built a, a brand out of it and it's 48 years strong, dude. Still going, you know, still <laughs> Right? It's crazy. Sold. All right. The circus shit's going to out, outperform that. No doubt. I mean, that yeah. is a good idea. Uh, got to find the right network that's not going to. As long as you let. Well, here's the. That's the great thing now is that you could do a web series until it gets enough traction and then sell it you know to a network or yeah. something yeah, you can pilot exactly whatever it is yeah you and i guess the hopes would be like a netflix comes in and they just were like yeah okay we want three seasons yeah and give you 400 million dollars or hulu you know? or whatever hulu, uh, i don't think hulu would be down they, they have a cleaner image they don't want yeah. there ain't no gnarly <laughs> nice. stuff on you gotta go. Right. You gotta go straight crackle on this one. Yeah, they're already going out of business. They'd be desperate. They'll throw in it. They'll see. They'll see if they can. Maybe the circus will save crackle. Yeah, if you can film her and him under the bleachers, we'll do it. <laughs> Sony's in. Yeah, no doubt. Ah, dude, you're see, gonna ruin that circus. We're really going to be filming uh, under the bleacher stuff, you know, at the bleacher at the circus. And that's what it'll be called under the tent. Under the big, under top. The big top, yeah. <laughs> under the big top behind the bleachers, that's what it should be called. Yeah, yeah. that'll be the behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm liking it. I'm really liking it. You guys can be the producers. How about that? All right. Sure. We're in. Producers, right. that just means you have to come up with the money to fund to fund it. Yeah, so there you go. Exactly. Have that spot, you know. Well, I gotta go. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, I can help you with live streaming, hence this whole thing. I got there you go. Software. If you live stream it, then you live then you can't. Circus live. It's like yes. live PD. It's just exactly. these guys yeah. busting in with cameras. Sweet. <laughs> I got a new joke about uh, live rescue. Have you guys seen that? Yes. My like, dad watches all the time. Dude. That's just the show directly after ridiculousness. What's that? <laughs> that's like the second half of ridiculousness. Yeah, really. Yeah, live, yeah. those all those live, ridiculousness. Apparently, they're not. <laughs> that's another show that's going to be on for fucking years. Like, I, me and Rob go way back. You know what I mean? He seems like a great guy. It's <laughs> like uh, AFE, dude. It seems like, oh man, see, that is a throwback. See? Kids aren't. And what that is, America's funny videos. Right? Funny videos. Yeah. America's funny videos. <laughs> that was they got the, a fucking they got a YouTube channel because they're trying to hang with like fail yeah, army. And that stuff. was the you that was YouTube before there was YouTube on TV. Oh, so it was that was the fail videos before fail videos. Yeah, yeah. I, they're current on Hulu right now. Like they, really? Yeah, they and the emoji is literally the um. I mean, they're they're logo or whatever is the smiley the crying face emoji oh all right was that america's yeah afe or whatever afe bro america's funniest america's fucking videos they're the best wait wasn't it it was america's funniest home videos right but it was still afe for sure yeah it doesn't make any sense you know you just don't question it i guess afhv is just too much it's like too much it doesn't flow. Everybody knows acronyms has to be three letters. They're not acronyms, it's like whatever abbreviation. Whatever it is. Don't get into science or yeah, school stuff. Math. I go ask my uh, teacher wife, she'll yell at me about <laughs> what automatopoeia is. <laughs> nope. I had to learn that this morning. I had to ask. I didn't know. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. AFE. What AFE, dude? It's on it's ABC's producing it. And, so it's uh, Disney's fail army. Yeah, pretty yeah, much right. Deal. It's an emoji. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's an emoji. Every day, you know. They're like, "Hey, we'll get hip." The kids like emojis, right? Yeah, Put an emoji exactly. in our yeah. logo. Exactly. They just celebrated thirty years. God, give it up. People yeah, were sending exactly. in actual tapes. Cost Send them like four bucks. How long has YouTube been around? Because that's how many years they've gone too far. Bob Saget. <laughs> think, hey, so they were I, the. I think Bob Saget's like a second or third cousin or something. Of you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gross. Why? Well, get in on that. He's comedy? the comedian, dude. Yeah. Have you ever heard his comedy? Yeah, he's funny. I don't know. I really fucking looked into it, but I think he's somewhere down in that tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so. I, I should hit so him up. Be like, I'm gonna yeah. come do comedy with you. No. Hey, I'm your long lost fucking seventeenth cousin. You wanna hook me up? Team up. You wanna you wanna make me your opener? Okay. I'm kind of <laughs> offensive too, so it should be fun. Yeah, Bob Bob Saget was he was offensive. I didn't get in trouble yeah. for some. Yeah, he because yeah. that's he was on uh, whatever Full House, and then he's like just super raunchy when he does comedy. So. Yeah, yeah. He uh, lives here, or he used to live here in our house. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I would know, though, he's related. Yeah. Where'd your cousin live? Yeah. It's your 14th uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is just yeah. hearsay, allegedly. Well, you have to you have to get a DNA test. Yeah. 24 and <laughs> eight. Turns out he's got AIDS. <laughs> it all comes back with. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It says your DNA is HIV. It doesn't sound Dad. Welcome Dad. to the club. Welcome to the club. All right, all guys. Right. We made it to... Um, well, an hour and 51 minutes. Yeah, I right on. Yeah. I like it. We're not quiet on the Joe Rogan, you know, three hour. Uh, Fuck Joe trend. Rogan. Hey, or, easy. That's my guy. Hey, hey. Right. Everybody's fucking related around here. I know, right? We'll yeah. get there. Right now, nobody even cares enough to watch it two hours. So, you know what I mean? Except for Dave. Maybe we're. No. They're going to listen. They're not going to watch it two hours. They're going to listen. We got. We talked about you running our East Coast premiere tour. We talked about you producing our circus show that right. we want, right? Like yeah. this is productive shit that we just talked about. I like. That. We can write this beer off that we were drinking. This is the it's most business meeting podcast we've ever had for me, Nick. You're oh, welcome. Cheers! I can't. I'm excited <laughs> to hear that. Cheers! I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> they don't know where the camera's at. Yeah. Yeah, and with your uh, your comedy and stuff, you could help write all the raunchy, fucked up stuff for the circus. There you go. It's staged. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's staged. Yeah. Or you, or maybe we have a host, and you're the host. You know, like maybe it's like the live people goes to. Oh, a breaking news! Susan (laughs) just sucked this person's. What if it's live? What if it's a mix of live PD and like cheaters? So I just show up. <laughs> I I've been following them around, and I show up, and I'm like, "Hey, are you ready to see the video?" It's just click yep. it and stabbed. <laughs> we got stabbed. That was fake. I didn't know that. Well, click it, get fake stabbed weekly. Don't, don't ruin our fucking dreams here. That was real. He yeah. really got stabbed and thrown off a boat. All right. <laughs> In- and he actually got a gunshot at him. Yeah. You know, we could have been there filming it. You know, it would have been riveting footage. Next <sighs> I bet circus people get shot at all the time by other circus people. <laughs> That's circus life. At least on the white circuses. Depends on what circus it is, yes. Yeah. yes. White is uh, a loose term. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch about that, you know. See what we what can come to life. Maybe that's our 2021 plan. There you go. The yeah. whole video. It's this is circus. Yes. Under the big top. It'll be good. And Make then in parentheses, a bigger this is circus. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Life <laughs> of the circus. All right, well, I got to go uh, be a dad and uh, cook dinner and all that good stuff, unfortunately. You, you're the stay-at-home dad. Today. Did yeah, my wife's her, a hairstylist. Did you take her last name? You sound very progressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah. 
Yeah. His uh, maiden name is Rabinowitz, so that seems like he's <laughs> <laughs> like the much better yeah. option. Yeah, we want to have you on tomorrow just to make sure you don't have a black eye. Yeah, well, he might. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll my story for you. You can make sure. Look out for me. All right, guys. Um, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. And especially if you guys got any projects coming out or anything, feel free to come on and tell our three listeners. I'm sure they yeah. 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 All, yeah. All three of you. He's really selling it. He's selling <laughs> yeah. it hard. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Play, you underplay it. It's all right. We're in 480p, Clint. Dude. That's because you got it, a fucking Dell. It's a is Lenovo. This, we went over this. I'm going to be there Saturday. We're going to have Supercross on the big screen, 480p. All right? There. <laughs> I'm flying in for that garbage. Supercross is on nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> and then we play a game. Um, hopefully, Freezy gets the whole shot again, and we play a game called Drink for Freezy. That's um, every time Freezy gets passed, you have to take a drink. And then nice. also every time the lead changes, you have to take a drink. So the last See, a, that's a fucked up thing because you're already taking 20 drinks. He's going to get the whole shot and he doesn't get Freezy's. He's we talked about him last weekend. He is undercover the best undercover guy out there in supercross yeah. you know what i mean like, he always gets the whole shot or towards the front and then he settles in like 12 13 yeah. i mean how respectable is that guy he got it's nine crazy. he got ninth that night so everybody kinda, got eight drinks out of him and the lead changed four times so there was at least 12 drinks just from lead changes and freezy Nice. Do you guys play fantasy at all? Like Rocky Mountain Fantasy or anything? Hell yeah. Clint does right, it because hey. he's a fucking I old forget, person. I forget to make picks. and then so then so I Dude, just... I'm getting mopped up on that fucking oh, fantasy you league. Always put Vince Freeze as your wild card, and the chances are you're going to do well. Every you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, or I went for fucking Dean Wilson last weekend because I looked at the record, and he got 13th or whatever it was every week, like all but one before. Fucking got seven. Fuck me. Yeah. You should get yeah, in the Moto Pimp. Go in the Moto Pimps League. Oh, we will. Really on RM? On Rocky yeah. Mountain? Yeah, yeah. Moto uh, Pimps. We'll add it. We'll go on there. We'll it. We do Pulp, too. We do them both because we're just Moto nerds ourselves. So. Pulp's like fucking... tense. You know, you got to be a little more strategic. I kind of just like, for Rocky Mountain, I'm like, I don't know, fucking Tomac, Roxon, ACM. Yeah, Oh, and then Vince Freeze. Could be anybody. You know? Pulp, you got to plan ahead because you can't use people two weeks in a row, right? It's tough. Clint, it's fun. Dom's about to piss his pants. I can see it. Dude. Hey, isn't that so <laughs> I got three beers in me and a bunch of water. You, you know? got it. Hey, do you have any Gatorade bottles around there, Dom? I'm chilling. I'm ready I only for- know because I also oh. am going to piss my pants. Thank you. See, he's got reason. a little kid bladder. He already peed. Dude, I fucking, as soon as I got those beers, I fucking just blazed through them because I was dying I for a minute. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, boys. All right. All right, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah.
You guys are great. That was a good time, dude. Thanks, guys. Peace out, everyone. Thanks for listening. StrokerIndustries.com, CanvasMX.com, Boysen.com.